Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the last Sure Look, Sure Listen of the Year, the podcast that's taking a pop at culture. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look. Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Sure Look, Sure Listen. Oh, very last exciting, Benjamin. Our last episode of the last time of the whole last of the year. But sure, look, we don't have to, time to get into what a debacle of a sentence that was because we've loads of stuff to look at, including trailers for Axel F. Beverly Hills Cop is back. And the latest from your best mates at Shudder, Destroy All Neighbours. And, and, we got a trailer for the American Society of Magical Negroes, which you said I can't say, but I've said... Ah, that's us cancelled, ladies and gentlemen. Right on the cusp of surviving the year, we're done. Uh, No, sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough to get us cancelled, and it definitely is, we're going to do some more to try and get cancelled because it's time for the Mickeys. You slipped us your Mickeys, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are at the end of the year. You've given us your favourite roundups. We're going to take a look at each and every one of those. Oh, not each and every one, Ben. That'd be several tens of responses. Several tens of responses. We're quite not popular yet. But sure, look, Ben, before we get into any of that... Go on. We've had the best news of all time. Yeah. The Warhammer universe, Benjamin, my favourite and your favourite... We love ...fascist superstate, the Warhammer universe, is coming to television, actually. You know, it's happening. It was finalised. It was finalised. So Games Workshop... Benjamin, which I always thought was pronounced James Workshop, but Games Workshop and Amazon, our mate Bezos, they've actually reached an agreement that they're going to do Warhammer films and TV. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah, bloody Henry Cavill is going to be possibly an Inquisitor. An Inquisitor or the Emperor or all of the Space Marines. Maybe all of the Space Marines will be Henry Cavill like Timura Morrison was all the Stormtroopers. Oh, here's hoping. Oh, do you think? Oh, that'd be great. Henry Cavill is the template for Space Marines. All Space Marines. Now, before anyone gets on their high horse, we know that that's not how Space Marines work. We know they're not clones. So they're all the same, Michael. Us. They're not all the same, Ben. They're all different people. Don't no. at us. No, it's all the same. Ben, do you remember when the internet came for you because you got commissars wrong? Uh, Michael, I think we both got commissars wrong, you cheeky little shit. I most certainly um, didn't. Anyway, Benjamin. And the internet came for us anyway. The internet's <laughs> going to come for us anyway, Michael. Yeah, yeah, especially the Warhammer people. Some of them you know. some of them are a bit on edge. But Ben, look, yeah. this is exciting but also not exciting because there's a three-year timeline on this. Yeah, we're not going to see it for ages, Michael. This podcast but, will probably be on its millionth episode. Millionth episode or, you know, 150 yeah. from now, so... 250 plus the previous version I don't know 600 700 too many yeah it's it's look it's gonna take ages but then Benjamin luckily by then we'll have veered completely away from superheroes and we'll veer 100% into what we've always wanted to talk about fascist super states in the future Michael that's all I want I wanted to call this fascistsuperstatewatch.com Oh, did you? Okay, I thought there was there was potential there for you to say something much worse, and I'm glad you didn't. Oh, what was I going to say? What, what would I don't know. I don't know, Benjamin. I was on edge. I was worried. I didn't know what sort of fascist name the podcast was going to have. 
Oh no, I just went with something very simple, Michael, because I'm very tired. It's the end of the year, Michael. I'm fucking ruined. Absolutely shattered. Look, Benjamin, we're uh, we're all very tired, but not as tired as Henry Cavill is going to be carrying the Warhammer Cinematic Universe on his back. He did it with The Witcher. He's going to have to do it again with Warhammer, Michael. It's ah, exhausting stuff. Benjamin. Yeah. Speaking of breaking news. Yeah. Just while we've been recording this, more bad news for Marvel. Oh, God, what's happened? Well, Benjamin, uh, my good friend and yours and our inside man who always has his ear to the ground somehow has just let us know that Jonathan Majors has been found guilty of assault. Oh, well, that's the end of that. Thank God we wrote a Kang hunting agency into our Loki season two finale. Mm. Yeah, (laughs) Mm. not great for Marvel. Look, Benjamin, if that's the worst thing that happens to them over the next couple of years, it's probably... Probably okay. Fucking dreadful stuff. Not shocking, not surprising, um, but fucking dreadful stuff. <laughs> Speaking of dreadful uh, stuff, though. Yeah. Oh, no, hold on. This is actually quite nice. Um, Benny, remember what was your favourite late 80s, early 90s buddy cop film series? Oh, it was probably... Um, what's the one with the dog and Tom Hanks? Turner and Hooch. Turner and Hooch. Tooch. Was it Turner and Hooch? I didn't like Turner and Hooch. I preferred K-9. I, I, I'm just trying to come up with any buddy cop thing that I know. The Blues Brothers. The Blues Brothers. They're not cops. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, also not cops. Famously, the first are actually blues musicians, and the second are, professionally speaking, Ghostbusters. Starsky and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch are cops. Yes, you've done it. Well done. The famous 90, late 80s, early 90s film franchise, Starsky and Hutch. The anyway, 18. Benjamin, shut up. You're obsi- no, you're upsetting me. <laughs> Stop upsetting me, Benjamin, because I want to tell you about the upcoming film, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. Yeah, look, Beverly Hills Cops is back. It's it's a whole thing. Eddie Murphy was young once and he made a film about being a cop from Detroit who went to the big, the big Sin City, L.A. No, that's not Sin City, is it? That's Las Vegas. Never mind. That's Las Vegas, yeah. Um, yeah. Never Beverly mind. Hills Cop, Ben. Not Beverly Hills Cops. The internet's going to come for you if you get that wrong. Michael, it's the end of the year. Let them. Let them feast on my bones, <laughs> Michael. I'm fucking tired, man. Um, Beverly Hills Cop. You can't cop. see this, ladies. You can't see this, ladies and gentlemen, but Ben has, like, Ben has taken a stance like Jesus upon the cross and said to me, let them come. Yeah, it's been very, very nice of me to do, to be honest. Um, We got a trailer, (laughs) Michael, for the fourth installment in the Beverly Hills Cop franchise. Yes, go on. And it's Beverly Hills Cop Axel F, uh, which, of course, is Axel Foldy. Uh, The last one came out in 1994, Michael, Beverly Hills Cop 3. That's the same year you came out. No, it isn't. It's two years after I came out. Oh, were you not like? Lo- oh, really? Okay. I'm a ninety-one I meant that boy. When you, when you, oh, oh, that you mean born? Oh, I, I was suggesting that it, when you were three, you said, "Mother, father, I'm a precocious little toddler, and I'm a bisexualist." I'm a fabulous bisexualist, um, and no, that that still hasn't happened, Michael. Um, <laughs> still hasn't happened. Maybe one day. Maybe uh, we maybe might get more views day. on the podcast, Michael. Let's see. Yeah, here's hoping. A bit of diversity. Um, ben, anyway, yeah. this is very much. Uh, hey, do you guys remember the '90s? Do you remember Beverly Hills Cop? Do you remember Judge Reinhold? Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, he's back. Do we, Michael? Do we care? I like the Beverly Hills Cop movies, especially the good one, which I don't remember, but I assume is one. It's one, I think, as far as I know. 
Yeah, it would usually it would be, wouldn't it? Sometimes two is better. But sometimes We've done several podcasts on the concept, but I think Beverly Hills Cop one is the good one. And yeah. this is like look, everyone's back and they're in their fifties. They've 60s. got everyone back. Everyone, Ben. It's mad. Like Ben Surge is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Reiser is there, I think. Paul Reiser's there for ha- five eighths of a second, tell him to look after himself. Yeah, it's great. Detective ben. Jeffrey Friedman is who he is, Michael. He's back. He's easy back. Ben, here's what I have to say. Go on. About this, right? I don't know if this is good or bad. But credit to them, in a sense, they're doing it. It appears from this trailer that they're doing a thing. And the thing they're doing is they're giving you more Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. They're not setting him up with a son or a daughter or a younger cousin or a rookie who's going to replace him as the Beverly Hills Cop. That we know of. They're not giving us an Indiana Jones, which is an obvious trying to pass the torch. At least from this trailer. This trailer is implying if you're a Beverly Hills Cop fan and you want more of the Beverly Hills Cop, boy howdy, you're going to get it. You're just going to get some more Axel Foley in your windpipe. Yeah, you're not going to get, here's Janina Foley, Axel Foley's acerbic niece. Yeah. You're not getting, here's Jeffrey Foley, his uh, no-nonsense younger brother. Oh, Jeff Foley. Jeff Foley, yeah. Like, you're just getting Beverly Hills Cop. Again. Yes, exactly. Now, I'm not putting a value judgment on that, Ben. I'm not saying that is either a good thing or a bad thing. But it is certainly, it feels to me like a reaction to be, to the backlash of franchises trying to pass the torch and the fans, the real fans, Ben, the ones with the froth, saying, Stop <laughs> trying to pass the torch, you son of a bitch! Well, that's that's already happened to Eddie Murphy because he, I don't know if you remember this, Michael, he made Coming to America too. Oh yeah, no one liked that. Where he had to go back to America to find his son. Yeah. And what was the reception there? What was the reception like to that bit? Um, nobody remembers it, Michael. It's basically been erased <laughs> from pop culture and history. Yeah, it's yeah, an absolute yeah. failure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it feels to me like they're just doing another Beverly Hills Cop. And that's fine, I guess. Is it? Is it? Well, look, we're never going to get another original idea in Hollywood. It's all over. Oh, go on. That we're just never getting that anymore. The only thing they will bet on is a sequel or an existing property. And the times that we do take a swing and a miss, we get Rebel Moon, which apparently is not... We're hearing rubbish. Yeah, we're hearing, and neither of us have seen it because of where we're located in the world. Geographically, yes. Geographically. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a choice. We haven't seen it yet. We want to see it. Yeah, I settled down on Sunday to watch it because I thought it was out, but it wasn't out. It was out in UK cinemas. And I tell you one thing about Ireland, Ben. Go on. Not the UK. Not the UK, Michael, as you've pointed out to me many times. You and the ghost of Michael Collins have been very firm on that. <laughs> yeah. Good yeah. Spectral waterboarding is no joke, ladies mm. and gentlemen. But anyway. come here to me. Yeah. Come here to me. What? I couldn't give a fuck about this. Yeah, and no. I didn't think Beverly Hills Cop had enough of a following to justify this. Probably doesn't. But look, it is what it is. And maybe Eddie Murphy's going to re- re- refresh his image and come back as a 90s character. But here's an here's an interesting thing for you here, right? 
Eddie Murphy seems to be cashing in on the fact that he's Eddie Murphy. I don't know if we have bankable celebrities that we can do that with anymore. Ben, this is for the dads. Is it for the Daz? Is that what it is? Yeah. Is this is this a certain type of Daz Top Gun 2? Yeah, exactly. Top Gun 2 is a good example. Yeah, okay. This so is this off is off the back of Top Gun 2, you're right. Or Top Gun Maverick as it's, you know, actually known. Because that went, that, that went really well and shook up quite a few people because it was like, just appeal to that demographic Yeah, and you might save cinema. Yeah, this is aimed at dads who liked the original Beverly Hills Cop and kids who mm. watched the original Beverly Hills Cop with their dads. Yeah, okay. So we might go see that over the Christmas. Sit down and see it. When's it coming out? I don't know. I, I don't remember. Check. Anyway, Ben, speaking of nothing oh, yeah. new un- or original under the sun... Yeah. The only people who probably disagree with you are the production company and streaming service Shutter. Shudder. Yeah. Because they're doing a new thing called Destroy All Neighbours. Michael, this looks fucking mental and that's why it's on the running order. Mad shit altogether, Ben. Give us a little rundown. Yeah, so the basic premise of this, Michael, is what if the Muppets stuck the Crypt Keeper in a blender and then injected him into their veins? Mm. What would happen then? Um, what we're getting is a bit of a hyper-reality, Michael, on the back of things like Sorry for sorry to Bother You, mm. um, which was the Bootsy Collins weird call center hyper-reality um, kind of thing. And this looks to be along those lines. It's a, it's a B-movie in the truest sense, Michael. It's based on the adventures of a, a, a schlubby man who wants to make his magnum opus rock album. Mm. But unfortunately for him, he both does not have a band and does not have any talent by the looks of things. Just start a podcast like everyone else. Yeah, just start a podcast with a fellow that you barely know. Great. (laughs) Um, It'll really work out. It gets you more friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big gang of friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it does does kind of work. Uh, But William Brown is his name and the, the, the kind of blurb for it is a neurotic self-absorbed musician determined to finish his first prog rock magnum opus faces a creative roadblock in the form of a noisy and grotesque neighbour named Vlad now Vlad is very interesting Michael that's the the kind of strange uh, plasticine face that you see and mm. um, he's playing a kind of Eastern European Slavic uh, pain in the arse oh, look I guess. at me I am gross do you know who that is Michael? Alex Winterben him from famously Bill and Ted him from Bill and Ted. Him who's not Keanu. Yeah, the other one from Bill and Ted. Off Bill and Ted. Um, and he's playing that in this kind of grotesque thing. But what happens is uh, William snaps, basically, and goes on a murderous rampage. He does. He goes on a murderous, comedy, grotesque, crypt keeper-esque rampage. Yeah. And um, he basically uses the corpses of those he murders to form a band and finish his prog rock album by the looks of the trailer. Fab. And do you know what, Michael, it does? It's all practical, mm, first yeah. of all. Great fucking news. Um, because if you're going to watch something silly, it, it may as well be practical. It, practical and silly is infinitely better than CGI and yeah, silly. Yeah, 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 yeah. In my opinion. But, yeah, basically, he, it's it's all about his screws coming loose and him kind of attempting to finish the thing that he wants to start. I'm sure he's a very undeserving character, Michael. He looks to be a bit of an arsehole. Yeah, in himself and that'll be quite fun to watch um, Destroy All Neighbours is a 
bit of a, a roller coaster looking kind of thing. Um, it looks to be a bit of a love letter to 80s B movies as well. You know, it's got a lot going on yeah. there. Speaking, Ben, of love letters to 80s B movies. <laughs> nothing to do with the upcoming TV series or movie. I think it's a movie. I think it's a TV series. But... Ah, oh, let's play everybody's favourite game. <laughs> Who's right, Ben or Mick? Is it TV or movies? We can't say streaming because they do they both. Do both uh, uh, this what we're talking is, about is a... the American Society of Magical Negroes. Yes, the American Society of Magical Negroes, only in theatres, March 20. It's a bloody film. It's a bloody film. We forgot to put the fucking If trailer from Ryan Reynolds and John That's Kaczynski on our fucking Fine, animal. I haven't seen it, so it's grand. Benjamin, what oh, is this magical God. Negroes thing that we're going on about here? So this is a, this is a, the, the name itself, Michael, the magical Negro trope is uh, coined by none other than Spike oh, Lee. Oh, Spike Lee, he's out of films. He's out of films. He's the prominent uh, African-American black director from the States, uh, Spike Lee. And he coined it in a lecture that he gave on the trope that kind of annoys him the most in cinema. And he addressed it and he kind of tackled it and... Then he thought that would change something, and it didn't, because we still see that trope all the time. The magical Nego trope, essentially, um, Michael, is where there is a secondary character, it's never the main character, that's not how it works, who is old-worldy mm. and wise and sage, they are black, and they are there to either comfort or provide guidance to a white character in some form. Mm. I, I we, think we I did think an episode on a few tropes that were like ago. that. I don't know if we've ever tackled this one directly. We probably should, Michael. It's out on March 22nd, oh, so we'll we do that. But okay. the, the best example, Michael, that you could think of, or that I could think of, is the Green Mile. Yes. Yeah, Michael Clark Duncan oh, plays a big, simple, Duncan. magical, kind black man. Um, not very verbal, not mm. very intelligent within the film... And he really just exists to teach Tom Hanks a lesson about compassion and empathy within the justice system. Doesn't serve him very well. He dies. It's not great. Um, But the trope has been widely criticised because essentially what it does is it provides comfort to white people. Um, from black people it's basically the equivalent saying no you're grand you can call us homies it's fine the black person has given you permission it's come under a lot of criticism um, because of the word negro being used in it Um, it underlines and they would prefer to use it as something like uh, the magical black character or something like that but I think that is pandering to the discomfort Mm. of white people which is what this film seems to be all about oh no rocking a hard place Rock in a hard place. What are you going to do? Um, so it's interesting. You know, the, the character Justice Smith is in it, Michael. I'm familiar with his work, Benjamin. He was in Pikachu. He was in Pikachu and Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, he was. He was uh, the guy who couldn't do magic well. He was the guy who couldn't do magic, Michael. Um, and he even says, it's uh, a bit iffy. I don't know if we should use that terminology. Um, and this this... Is it, again, Michael, we've talked about this a bit on the podcast over the course of the year. This joins the canon of new black surrealism um, oh, in on. cinema. Um, so we have things like 
Um, as I just said, sorry to bother you. Mm. We have things like they clone Tyrone. Yeah. We have things essentially like Get Out. Yeah, yeah. And them. Nope. Us. Yeah. That kind of thing. And and these are all hyper realities. They are a reality that's very similar to our own, but they exaggerate certain tropes to highlight a cultural issue or a societal issue. Mm-hmm. And this kind of is joining that canon. So it turns out that the society, the American Society of Magical Negroes exists to make white people comfortable. It's very yes. clearly highlighted in the trailer. And uh, Justice Smith's character is recruited for that. Um, and very quickly realizes, no, this is bullshit. We shouldn't be doing this. That doesn't make Does any sense. Does he realize sense. that? I think I that's know, what's does... happening, Michael. I, I think what we're going to see is, so the, the essential premise is he gets assigned to a white person. A sad white boy who lives in, who works in computing. Yeah, who's having a bad time. And he's mm. supposed to make his life better by his presence in it. So he's essentially supposed to fulfill the classic trope of the magical Negro. Mm. Um, but he then falls in love with a woman. Oh, no. But the magical Negro society says, oh, you have to, you have to let the white guy fall in love with her. And he's like, um, am I? Is that That's suboptimal? Why am I doing that? And he's told, oh, because if white people aren't comfortable, we lose all our magic. Um, to which, so I think it's going to be very satirical, Michael. I think I, this is... I would bloody hope so, Ben. I hope it's I, not a realistic depiction of American yeah, life. Yeah, well, it probably is in certain parts. That's the really depressing part about stuff like this, Michael. Um, it probably has an awful big heaping dose of, oh, oh, oh white people are the worst. Ah, um, here. Well, we're not great, Michael. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm very good. You're fairly sound. I'm awful. Yeah. You're, uh, I've never seen you be racist. I'm not racist. That's true. I'm neither racist. I'm very misogynistic, though. Ah, one of the worst for that. I hate women. Oh, it's just... It's, it's, it's borderline obsession. How negative he is towards Fuck women. Fuck me. I can't believe we've survived this long. It's really... <laughs> well, the, you were saying earlier that the only reason we have survived so long is that there's no women involved. That's exactly what I said, Michael. A definitely true conversation that we had. I wouldn't even mind, but the pair of us were like a couple of fishwives earlier. We're literally recording this podcast an hour later than usual. Because we just have a little catch-up. Sometimes me and Michael just sit down and we have a little catch-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's what we did. We just just gabbed away. Gabbed like a couple of... Guppies. It was uh, real time. Anyway, uh, this looks very interesting, Michael. It, it looks like it's going to critique quite a few things that have persisted in the magical Negro trope. It looks like it's going to really draw attention to the fact that black people don't exist to make us feel comfortable. And it's not their responsibility hmm. to do that. Yeah. I don't um, know if you can... I don't know if us is the right terminology there, Ben, because I... Honestly, this is an American thing. Yeah, okay. It, it, says, Ameri- it, okay. it says it in the title. I, I've yeah, never... it's, it's the American Society of Magical Negroes. Exactly, yeah. So I don't think it's us. I don't think... Let, let's put it this way. I think white Irish people are more culturally different from white Americans than black Americans and white Americans are from each other. I should bloody hope so. I should bloody well hope so, Benjamin. Anyway, speaking mm. of bloody well hoping that things get better, it's time for the Mickeys. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mickeys, the best of the year. And the worst as well, obviously. It's the Mickeys. You've nothing to fear unless you're a shit movie, in which case we'll probably lambaste you. Yes, or Jonathan Major's girlfriend. 
Oh, ladies and gentlemen, off to a swinging start, not unlike the fists of young Jonathan Majors. <laughs> we can lay in now, Ben, because he was found guilty, so it's not liable it's anymore. We're, fuck it. Fuck it. Um, we're really not holding up our case for not going in on black people, though. Fucking. Ah, yeah, they'll could, get us one way or the other, Michael. Uh, yeah. They'll get us one way or the other. We were famously supportive of other alleged um, assaultists. Are we? No, is my point, Benjamin. I don't know if we'd really enjoy that being put under the famously supportive of alleged assaultists. Well, you know, you did have that whole thing about hating women a second ago. I don't know if you remember that little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sherlock. To listen, the <laughs> podcast that is famously in support of alleged assaultists. Yes, very good. Benjamin, what is the first category? Uh, the best gosh darn film of the year, Michael. Oh, I've got two words for you. Go on. It's three words. Uh huh. Slim fucking pickings. Ah, oh, it's been a rough year for cinema, Michael. Well, it hasn't, it hasn't, Benjamin. What I think is we've seen a bit of a downturn in genre entertainment. There have been lots of fabulous films this year, which I think don't mm-hmm. quite fall under our self-imposed remit of sci-fi, fantasy, surrealism and related genres. It's going to have to change, Michael. Look, it's no good. I, there, there's an argument to be made, Benjamin, as we're witnessing the decline of the superhero and the rise in other forms of media that we might need to branch out in future years in what we consider for our categories on the old Mickeys and just this podcast, Sherlock sure listen, the podcast that takes a pop at culture in general. Yeah, we're, ju- we're, we're going to have to broaden it out, ladies might and gentlemen. It's going to have to happen. Now that, now that the superhero stuff is drying up, for example, Benjamin, did you know that Aquaman is out next week? Yeah, Michael, I could not care less. I do not give one flying shit, and neither does anybody else on the entire planet, it seems. I don't think even Jason Momoa remembers. Jason Momoa's working his arse off, Michael. I've seen so much promotional material for a film that just doesn't affect me. (laughs) It's like they've built a laser, Mm. hell-bent on boring through my rough exterior Mm. to Mm. get to me. Mm. So all I'm seeing is SNL content, minis, reels. They've gotten Jason Momoa to join TikTok. For Christ's sake. I haven't seen any of that, Benjamin. I'm obviously on the wrong TikToks. And Michael, do you know what? Not one bit of it has made me go, yeah, I'm going to watch nah, that. I probably will, but I'm in no hurry. I'm in no hurry, so, Michael. Anyway, um, Slim Pickens on the Elf Cinema. Oh, it was, it was a rough time, Michael. It was a rough time. Well, that's also not true. We've had a very fun year going backwards and forwards on the cinema, Michael. Go on. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a few of the, the highlights of my year. Not picking my top just yet. All right. But one of my favourites was Dungeons and Dragons the movie. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honour Among Thieves. And that was a a bloody gem, Michael, because I had no expectations going into that film and I left pleasantly fucking surprised. Mm. Yeah, that was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it too. I think um, you and I talked about it afterwards. We went to see it together, Benjamin. We went to the premiere, if you remember. And, um, we won tickets. We did. And we uh, were kind of thinking, is, you know, adaptation of TTRPGs going to fill the gap that superheroes are going to leave behind? I would say now categorically, no. No, I don't think it really took off no. the way they hoped it might. But it was the best. Dungeons & Dragons 3, Honor Among Thieves, was among the best Marvel movies this year. Yes, Probably better than most of them. It was better than all but two, I would say. 
Okay, or go on. You give me one, one of yours well, then. Well, this isn't my pick of the year, but the best superhero film of the year was um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yes, fact. Um, not absolutely spectacular. Not my film of the year. But solid. But a solid Marvel film. Felt like the end of an era. There was emotions. Um, there was a, a wrapping up of the character arcs. I got a little... I haven't seen a Guardians movie where I didn't tear up a little bit towards the end. So... It gets you. Yeah, they do. They get me. It, it, the Guardians of the Galaxy movie have really been a journey for me. Um, they, you know, I, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy 1. And that was nearly 10 years ago. Mm. And it was a satisfying and and good conclusion to the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. But neither 2 nor 3 were as good as 1. And it's definitely not in contention for movie of the year. I think, again, number one in that was a real reshaping of what could be done with certain superhero movies. So I think yeah, it was such yeah. a tough act to follow, Michael. Um, exactly. It also were, had... Go oh, on. One. No, you go on. Well, there were two others that I really enjoyed in the cinema that I went to see with you, Michael. Um, oh, and some of our good friends of the podcast, like Jim. Yes, go on. And Shane. Um, we went to see John Wick 4. Oh, John Wick 4 was quite good. Very, very long. Very long. Very Very disruptive to the traffic of Paris. Michael, so many cars hitting people. Yeah, a lot of people got hit. A lot of people got knocked down. um, And then everyone just got back up and they were grand. Speaking of films that do that all the time, Michael, another one that we saw this year was Mission Impossible 4, Dead Reckoning. I liked Mission Impossible 4 Dead Reckoning and it, it wasn't was 4 incon- it's definitely 18 or something but it's 7 or 8 I think it's 8 um, it was in contention for me for my film of the year surprisingly Get Tom Cruise versus ChatGPT Chomp Tom Cruise versus ChatGPT versus misogyny versus which one of these women is going to be killed to motivate Tom Cruise I still think they made the wrong choice <laughs> it was Rebecca Ferguson <laughs> here's your spoilers it shouldn't have been seen, yeah, it should have been, Ben. One nah. of them had to die. Rebecca Ferguson is great. Yeah, but Hayley Atwell, Benjamin, she's ever so slightly more famous. He just met her. Yeah, Michael. now he can fall... But he's Tom Cruise is past falling in love with women now. He doesn't he's not allowed anymore. to. No, it would be creepy. So No, Scientology forbids it. Yeah, exactly. So that's one of the, another great win for Scientology, in my opinion. Oh. Grand country lads. So, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I I quite enjoyed Mission Impossible 4. The stunts were good. It felt practical. It's not Mission Impossible 4, you son of a bitch. You completely completely weaseled that into my brain. I enjoyed the stunts. (laughs) I enjoyed the practicality of it. Like everything this year, it was slightly overlong. Yeah. Um, And. Again, ending on a cliffhanger, a part two, is one of the curses of this year. Yeah, I, I'm so sick of splitting the final film into two. Mm. Get yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. Tell tell tighter stories. Yeah, yeah, go on and get tell tighter stories. Benjamin, speaking of a film, another film that I thought was ever so slightly overlong and also ever so slightly spoiled by being secretly part two of three. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I, and I, I fear I might be about to step on your movie of the year. You are, you fuck. Go on, then. But that's all right. I'll allow it. No, go on. You go on. Ah, oh, okay. It's uh, Cross the Spider-Verse, ladies and gentlemen. I fucking no. loved it. Go on. Cross the Spider-Verse. 
great fucking film. Was it? Yeah, fantastic. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, proper storytelling, proper stakes, excellent character development and growth, um, phenomenal use of cameos. It just, just a joy, Michael. Just a fun superhero time. And still very annoying because it was a, a secret bloody cliffhanger. Yeah, like, that's what made it not my film of the year, to be honest, that it was... Yeah. Oh, surprise, it's half a film. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, were you? Got that, you sons of bitches. You absolute sons of bitches. Um, you know, that... I didn't love that, and it does... Um, it does take me out of it a little bit. But yeah, I wouldn't true. argue with it, though. I wouldn't argue with it as a... As probably the best genre piece of the of the year. It was the best super uh, superhero bit for me. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I'd agree. I think I might put I might put Guardians of the Galaxy three slightly ahead of it because it right. was a satisfying conclusion rather than a rather than a surprise. There's more. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So, what was yours? Um. It's, it feels weird to say it because it's okay, so recent. And, but I think that the best movie in our genre this year was maybe Godzilla Minus One. Oh, Michael, that's very recent. It's very recent. So I'm worried that there's a recency bias in it. But um, I think it might be the best movie and the best kind of reimagining of a mythos I'm not going to get too deep into it because I've only seen it very recently and by very recently I mean today Um, so (laughs) the other film I want to give a mention to Ben yeah go on as something which I lambasted when it came out on this very podcast but something which I haven't forgotten and don't think I'll ever forget was Skinnamarink oh get fucked the barely a film film from from our mates at Shudder. Oh, very strange. Uh, very strange. Barely a film. Barely. Doesn't count. I'm not saying but it's it getting best... an honourable mention. No, I'm you. not even saying it's an honourable mention. I don't even know if it should be in this category of best film of the year. Because I yeah. as I said at the time, barely a film. But it is. I did see it like seven or eight months ago at this stage. Or maybe le- slightly less. But I do still flip and think about it. And okay. everything else on this list, other than Godzilla, which I saw practically today, I had to look up. Because nothing jumped out from this year as that was the movie of the year. Yeah, that's fair. Look, I'll, I'll give you that, Michael. We did, of course, put it out to our loyal listeners across uh, across the airwaves. Mm. We've got a few different ones. One of our followers on TikTok, where we are, and you can follow us anytime you like, yeah. at Sure Look, Sure Listen Podcast. Yeah, 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 go on, do. Yeah. Bing Bong got in touch with us and he said, uh, not sure if it was the best film, but the most fun might have been Bullet Train. What, Bullet Train this year? Yeah, I think Holy so, yeah. Holy shit. Um, I enjoyed Bullet Train. I yeah, Bullet Train good. was fun. Yeah. Yeah, Bullet Train was fun. We put it out to our loyal followers up there on the Discord, ladies and gentlemen, and you can join that Discord. Hop up on it, if you will, if you just click the link down below in the description. Yeah, yeah. Good chats going on there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Don't know if I like it. (laughs) Uh, No, just kidding. Keep it going. A lot of people are laying into you, which I support. 
Um, yeah, I'm just getting a whooping, uh, as it were, ladies and gentlemen. Um, our good friend of the podcast, um, Old Northridge, has given us a lot, but he didn't give us the best films. We can't do that. Oh, yeah. It's the one he left out. Uh, but come here to me. New uh, joinee of the Discord, Fuzzer101, mm. uh, told us that his favourite film of the year was John Wick 4. Good choice. Good choice. A backing there. There were a couple of votes for uh, the Disney one as well. Was it Elemental? Is that what it was called? Elemental got a shout. Bookworm Bell got in touch and and told us that Elemental was her film of the year. Haven't seen it. Uh, No, nor have I, which is a shame. But there you go. Stuff altogether. There you go. That leads us to the ever more uh, filled category, if you will. Uh, Michael, of the flop of the year. What film just didn't make expectations? Now, I know what my pick is. I've known what my pick is for months. Oh, go on. Oh, well, okay, no. Let's dance around the topic No, we'll we'll do it the the usual way. But I I would say one of the biggest flops of the year, not my flop of the year personally, Mm. but Indiana Jones and uh, The Dial of Destiny. What a failure. Oh, no one cared. No one cared. He's too old. No one cared. Well, he's too old. But to go back to what we were saying about Beverly Hills Cop earlier, he's too old. But at the same time, Indiana Jones fans do not want to watch a film about Indiana Jones being replaced by someone younger, smarter and better looking. Why would we want that? We don't want it. I think a lot of time, Benjamin, people blame the old sodges on this sort of thing. And say, I'm yeah, a yeah, yeah, famously. People blame me for a yeah, lot of things. And people are like, oh, it's because it was Phoebe Waller-Bridge and men won't watch Phoebe Waller-Bridge because she's a smart, edgy woman. I honestly don't. There's undoubtedly a, por- a portion of the population for whom that is true. Undoubtedly. Mm. But I think it's tiny. And I think the real issue is people don't want to watch their heroes being upstaged. Yeah, nobody likes that. Don't make fun of the heroes that we all came to love. It's mm. not a good move. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely that was a big flop. Benjamin, there have been a few. Um, the Marvels yeah. was disappointing. Yeah. The Marvels was very disappointing. Benjamin, is this, is this worst TV series as well, or is this just movies? No, this is just flop of the year. It's just flop the bad the film of the year. Okay. Um No, hold on. You haven't answered me there. Is the, Are we doing TV shows in this section as well, or not? TV are coming next. TV next section. Next. Okay, so we're not doing TV. Um, it goes positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, positive, negative. Okay, very good. Ben, um, movies then. Mm. My, everything from Marvel that we haven't mentioned in the good stuff. Quantumania was shite. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, was like a blow to my heart. It was the death knell. It really and truly was. Now, I think... The Marvels was a much bigger financial flop yeah. than Quantum Mania. But The Marvels is a perfectly serviceable average movie. Yeah. It's it's funny in places. It's lighthearted. It's like the tone is all wrong. Nick Fury is the wrong character. Again. People can't get behind the main character in it. But it's it's not a horrible film. If it was just in the middle of a good run, no one would mind. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, was a punch to the gut. Go on. The big villain that they were setting up gets beaten up by ants. Yeah, he also does a lot of punching to the gut, I hear. Yeah. Like, what a terrible way to set up your new threatening villain to have him lose to the Ant-Men. 
Yeah, I mean, even that part I didn't mind as much, Michael. The the bit I hated about Quantum Mania is they took one of the funnest characters mm. in the MCU, the comic relief in essentially a lot of the serious MCU films. Yes. And Paul Rudd, who is a man possessed of infinite charisma, in my opinion. He's a fun guy to watch on screen. And they just made him a worried, bothersome man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't fun to watch. Like, I, I didn't root for Paul Rudd in that film. No. All he was was a naggy man who was like, Cassie, please don't run off in an alternate dimension that we know nothing about. And then she was like, I'm actually very capable, Dad. Yeah, I'm smarter and younger and more agile and have better powers than you. But how? Because but how, Cassie? He got, how did you do that? He got bloody Indiana Jones in his own third movie. But that's fine. That's that's fine in and of itself, Michael. But then there was the bizarre inclusion of Evangeline Lilly, who they've just kept in because she was in the other films. Oh yeah, I forgot she she's was barely in it. in it. I forgot she was in it. Yeah. Why is it called Ant Man and the Wasp, Michael? She's barely in it. Yeah, yeah. It's like fuck. We don't know what to do with her. Um, I suppose she's under contract. We can't get rid of her. Can't get rid of her, I suppose. And she did all that stuff that we don't like talking about. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, rubbish. That's my personal flop of the year, Ben. Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Uh, very good, Michael. I'm very similar in the superhero genre, Michael. The Flash. What a fucking flop. <laughs> I like The Flash. No, you didn't. I did. No, you didn't. You're just being a contrarian little shite on the last podcast of the year. I thought it was no, great. No, it was Keaton shit. Michael was in it. Michael Keaton was in it. It was still awful. Ezra Michael. Miller's. Two it, Ezra Miller's. Winner of last year's Bad Egg of the Year. He was. They were. Sorry, they were. Yeah, both mm, of them. Sorry. Both of them. Uh, no, they were also because uh, yes, I know, doesn't ben, identify that was, by that gender. That I apologize. That was genuine. Yes, I got the joke. Thanks, Mike. Get the two fuck Ezra out of here. Millers, Ben. Massive flop. Bad film. Bad setup. Bad everything. Boo. <laughs> it was rubbish, wasn't it? I liked Boo. it. Though. It was really, really bad. I liked it. Um, it just it didn't go very well at all. We're taking a look here at some of the the listeners' shoutouts, Michael. Oh, listeners, yeah, go on. Listeners shoutouts. Uh, we had dun, 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 dun. film flop was the Flash that was backed by some of our listeners. Yeah, that makes sense. We had other examples there as well. Oh, my little brain, I can't scroll fast enough, Michael. My fingers are sweating, so the screen's not getting any grip. Scroll, it's terrible. Scroll faster, Ben. Um, the Flash has been the predominant winner within our flops of the year Discord. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, people weren't happy with the Flash. Now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of flops of the year, you don't want us to be a flop of 2024. If you like this podcast and you enjoy how we do this, do you know the best Christmas present you could give to one misogynistic white male and one very, very smug white male is you could get up wherever you listen to your podcasts and give this podcast a little review. Now five stars. Give it, a, give it an L five stars. You can tell us we're pricks, but just give, give us five, five stars. stars yeah. Speaking, Benjamin, of five star reviews, though, Best TV show of the Go year. Oh, Michael, TV has definitely become the dominant way to tell stories within our culture. They certainly do a lot better than films at this point. A good TV show is fucking everywhere, mm. Michael. Um, and there have been some great TV shows this year. Now, one of the interesting ones, Michael, that emerged for us and isn't in our wheelhouse, but again, why we probably should put it in our wheelhouse, is The Bear Season 2. Great stuff, Benjamin. A lot of people on the Discord, including Nine Wassies, just threw it up there. Um, my The best thing I saw this year on television was definitely The Bear Season 2. 
the Bear Season 2 is phenomenal, Michael. The thing that has seared itself in my brain, Michael, from the mm. Bear Season 2 is episode, the, ep- the Christmas episode, The Seven Fishes. Go on. Fucking hell. What a masterclass in theatrical acting in uh, a filmed environment. Jesus Christ, Michael. The most tense thing I've ever watched on television. Benjamin, is that the one-shot episode where everything happens? It's the happens? one-shot episode where they're all cooking for Christmas yes. and they're trying to navigate around the ultimate sneak cameo from Jamie Lee Curtis who just appears as their mother. No, that's not the episode I'm thinking about. I'm thinking what about, are you thinking of? I'm thinking about the one-shot episode where Sydney accidentally uh, allows them to customers to over-order um, sandwiches. That's season one, Michael. Is that season one? That's season one, Michael. Is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, obviously, then, I watched both of them back to back. Yes, <laughs> very I'm, good. We've just gone together. through the entire... And do you know what, Michael? You're right. not alone. No, because it's <laughs> fabulous. But It's fabulous. Yeah. But, Benjamin, but Go for on. this year, I haven't really considered it my show of the year because I wanted to keep to something a bit more genre. Now, we've we've discussed spreading our wings a bit next year, so maybe in future years it'll yeah. be in there. But We might fly like an eagle. Might fly like an eagle, Benjamin, like the wind beneath our wings. But there have been a few other more genre-specific things this year. A lot of people enjoyed Silo. Silo was very good, Michael, on, on Apple. Starring your favourite, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, Rebecca Ferguson, you're fucking great. If you want to be on the podcast, please let us know. <laughs> Get on there. Um, I, I I sorely missed The Expanse this year, or kind of anything in the hard science space fiction genre. We lost out on the hard sci-fi genre this year, Michael. We've had an abundance over the last couple of years, but 2023 has been a bit of a drought for for high-concept hard sci-fi. We got more of Foundation, Mm -hmm. but that's not really a new show. That's a continuing show. But Silo did somewhat fill that gap. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. But it was also a fabulous year for TV horror. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, TV horror was spectacular. Hit me hit me with one of them. Well, Benjamin, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my favourite, shall I? Yeah, go on. My favourite TV show of the year was a horror TV show, and it was from my mate and yours and Stephen King's Mikey Flanagan, and it was The Fall of the House of Usher. Yeah, that got a bit of support in the Discord. We had a few shout-outs from different people there, Michael, saying that The Fall of the House of the Usher uh, was just a phenomenal show. Mike Flanagan, he makes a good show. Yeah, um, not always. I actually thought the last one, The Midnight Club, was a bit of a low point and not really aimed at me a little bit more YA than some of the other Mike Flanagan shows. Probably designed for those of us that grew up watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? And after watching that mm-hmm. classic 90s show, yes, yes I Yes, I fucking yes, am. I am. But yeah, Fall of the Hush- House of Usher was great. Um, almost working as self-contained episodes, each one based around an Edgar Allan Poe short story or a bit of prose, um, but also having an overarching plot and no goodies, no goodies and baddies, yeah. no yeah. redemption, no how can we break this curse and, and save everyone. Oh, fuck that. Just, here's some bad people and bad shit's going to happen to them and I hope you enjoy it. And I tell you what, I did. Now, Margot, my pick would have been from there, yeah. Loki Season 2. Oh, go on. Because I thought that was 
fucking phenomenal. Um, but on, in researching for this show, I, go, I forgot completely. The Last of Us season one came out this yes, year. Yes, it did. I only watched four episodes, but they were good. I thought it was a phenomenal show, Michael. I enjoyed every episode of that show. And I waited eagerly for each new episode to be published. And that hasn't happened to me in years. Go on. Did you watch every episode of it? I watched every episode. I watched the whole damn kit and caboodle, Michael. Uh, Pedro Pascal does a phenomenal job of being Pedro Pascal. He is this badass version of Joel. He matches the game very, very well. Um, Ellie was phenomenal. The actress who played Ellie, whose name is going to escape me because I'm a misogynist. God damn it. <laughs> Bella. God damn it. Something. Bella Ramsey. Yes. Bella Ramsey uh, was in it. She was fantastic. The two of them had phenomenal chemistry. One of the best TV episodes of all time, Michael, um, we got when we saw the wonderful um, Ballad of Frank and... Frank's friend. Frank's pal. (laughs) Frank's buddy. Terrible, terrible stuff. Um, That's one of the best uh, apocalypse narratives I've ever seen. Yeah, it was very. It was a good show, definitely a good show. I, yeah. I could see the quality of it without it actually engaging me the way that Fallout without actually did. sticking it in your yeah, pipes. It, it didn't. I've never particularly engaged with with Fallout to be honest. Not Fallout. Um, what's it called? Last of Us. Last of Us. Either as a game or just as an overall concept, it doesn't do a lot for me. I like my zombies to be zombies rather than mushroom people. As it turns out, funnily enough, Ben, not a Star Wars thing was mentioned. No, why would it be, Michael? It wasn't a great year for Star Wars. And loads of people will disagree with me there and say that Ashoka saved Star Wars. She didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't. She was too busy. She didn't. Andor was very good. Not actually a Star Wars thing. Um, There's a fucking statement. uh, Well, look. Hold on. What? Go on. Let's get the fucking... No, Benjamin, we don't have time to get into whether Andor was Star Wars or not. We've only got ten minutes left. Damn it, Michael. That'll be our first episode in January. Fuck this. Okay, good. Um, Right. Flop TV episode of the year. Secret Invasion. Rubbish. Absolutely let down on every level. Just really bad stuff. The potential that it had to be incredible mixed in with its crappy editing, its terrible writing, its low energy, low stakes... It's CGI superhero fist fight inexplicably at the end. Uh, Muck. Yeah. Han up on the Discord, Benjamin, posted a very interesting article about um, why we're so obsessed with shows like The Bear and high tension, paranoid, everything is terrible television. And that's what that show should have been. And yeah, utterly, utterly disappointing. Yeah, it was really, really grim. What a great opportunity to return to the heyday of the kind of Captain America Winter Soldier Civil War spy stuff in the universe. And no, we just, nah, fuck it. It could have been so many things and turned out to be none of them. Ben, it's interesting you didn't pick Blue-Eyed Samurai. Blue-Eyed Samurai is very, very good, Michael. Um, I avoided picking Blue-Eyed Samurai out of a sheer want to push against recency okay, bias. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blue-Eyed Samurai was the top pick for quite a few people on our Discord. Um, Blue-Eyed Samurai is a phenomenal show, but I have to say um, The Last of Us really moved me in places. Loki, I think, was slightly better, but that's because I was more invested. Blue-Eyed Samurai, I think, as soon as I get season two, Michael, I'm going to be in there. And uh, that'll probably get my 2024. I'll, I'll call it now. Anyway, like, yeah. I think it's unanimous for TV flop of the year. We're going with uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, just a piece of garbaggio. 
uh, Michael. Moving on from there, we have a few of our tried and tested um, categories, and that's going to move us on to best comic book of the year. Oh, go on! I'd love to hear it, Benjamin. I have a confession to make. Go on, you I make have your read confession. Very few comics this year outside of the couple of mainstream comics that I follow. I follow Thor and Spider Man and Avengers. And I can't, in good conscience, say that any of them have thrilled me this year. Michael, it's not like you, but then again, you've taken on much more in the hobby sphere. Oh, I'm very busy. Yeah, you're very busy, Michael. You've started your own Warhammer painting channel called Hammer the Backlog. Benjamin, I have been doing that for a year and a half, 18 months. Nah, Michael, you're lying. Of course you are. You're just trying to gaslight me so that one day you can take over the pod yourself. <laughs> aye, 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 aye. No, I don't want to do that, Ben. It'll be too much work. This needs two people. It might be hard to believe, ladies and gentlemen, but this needs two people. Yeah, I mean, listening to us, you'd never believe that. No, you wouldn't. But still, <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, but we did put it out to our listeners, Michael, and we got a, a few good shouts. Um, our good friend up on the Discord, Old Northridge, said, The Lonesome Hunters I've never heard of it. was what their favourite pick. Um, and uh, Tyler Crook put this together and it's a car- uh, it's a comic book series um, that's a kind of a horror fantasy gig oh go on yeah um, so it's uh, pretty popular by the looks of things it's from the guy who did Harrow County Michael one of our favourite comic books oh, on yeah. our other podcast Collecting Issues oh yeah the bi-weekly comic book book club yeah, um, yeah so an old out of practice monster hunter um, in hiding crosses path with a young girl that forces him to confront uh, chaotic creatures as the beasts invade their tenement they set off on a supernatural road trip to stop these ancient evils so it's called the lonesome hunters Michael that does sound good it does sound very very good Michael so we put it out there and we put it out to a few other people and we got one more little shout out there Da, 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 da. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay, Sorry, well, I lied there. Unless you have something, then that wins because uh, I do have something, Michael. Good. I've got two great comics um, that I read this year, both from Image Comics. Uh, one was Local Man, and Local Man has a very boys esque style counter superhero narrative. Basically, you know the ridiculous superheroes that Image Comics pioneered themselves with Gen X and yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at all my all pouches. those kinds of things. Yeah. Local Local Man is about a superhero who can never miss. He's essentially Bullseye. Okay, um, but he gets kicked out of his version of the Justice League because he sleeps with the leader's wife, and he, he's forced to go back to his little town in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, USA. Oh yeah, and exist. Um, and it's very interesting. It's a really interesting concept, very enjoyable comic. But the one that knocked it out of the park for me this year, Michael, yes. um, was the high sci-fi concept thing, All Against All. Never heard of a single thing about it, Bender. How are you having time to read comics? Are you not supposed to be doing the social media? Um, no, I do all that, Michael. That's still all done okay. by me. I'm just, oh, good. I don't sleep much. Oh, good. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Um, All Against All is a fabulous comic, Michael. The Earth has been destroyed. Oh, not Um, again. It's gone. It's gone. And this time, there is only one human survivor, a Terminarch, and he is scooped up with a couple of other creatures by an alien civilization, and they're kept in a habitat on a giant spaceship. Oh, that sounds like a dream. Does he have to do anything? No, he doesn't have to do anything. He's basically feral. But what happens is, Michael, the spaceship that's running is actually a race that's at war of parasitic beings. Oh, yeah. 
um, and they take over host bodies and they live in those but they're very intelligent and they kind of collect things and look to it um, and it's just this amazing unfortunately for the parasitic empire it's in decline they are losing the war essentially okay go on um, and they are looking for new ways new hosts that can host their body and one scientist thinks that this terminarch is the way forward for their species and they want to find a way to clone him and use him and turn it into a thing and other scientists are like no it's a human thing and it overrides us quite often and it's this fascinating war centered around possessing the terminarch in space it's magnificent Hmm. it's a space opera supreme so all against all i cannot recommend it highly enough that moves us on michael yes to best sci-fi or fantasy book of the year Benjamin, I have not read anything published this year. I've read quite a lot this year because I'm commuting. Oh, For commute. example, I read I read almost the entirety of, and this is my choice, but it's not from this year. But the the thing that I most enjoyed this year, because mm. of the lack of hard sci-fi space stuff on TV, the thing I most enjoyed this year was the Zeely sequence by Stephen Baxter. Oh, look at that, Mr. Stephen Baxter, longtime I- collaborator of one absolutely fantastic Terry Pratchett. Go on. Um, so yeah, I, I think I bored the ear off you in private, not on the podcast about the Zeely sequence. But uh, yeah, that's what you I did. was reading. It's a, a literal war, Benjamin, from the beginning of time to the end of time and recursive within it as super advanced time traveling, space time manipulating entities fight battles on multiple fronts from the microscopic and sub microscopic to the galactic scale and some of the books are good and some of them are a bit boring but mm. um it really hit it really satisfied my need this year for uh, a bit of hard oh, sci-fi look at you but it wasn't published this year by any stretch of imagination it started in the 90s and the latest one was yeah absolutely we put it out to the the folks in the discord michael and i have to say someone that i've been very neglectful of during this uh, annual Mickey's is Nine Wassies. He's given us answers for all of them. I just couldn't find them in the, the thing. So I apologize to Nine Wassies, but you're getting a full shout out now for this because your book of the year, Nine Wassies, with Hit Parade of Tears. Oh, that sounds good. That's a good name. Uh, yeah, it's by uh, Izumi Suzuki. Oh, go on. Um, and it is a collection of stories uh, from the cult author of Terminal Boredom. Um, and so it's a, a short story collection. Uh, I imagine a few tearjerkers and uh, some quiet stuff. A ph- uh, to give you an idea, a philandering husband receives a bestial punishment from his wife with her own secrets to keep. A music lover finds herself in a timeline both familiar and as wrong as can be. Idle high school students find adventure in another dimension but aren't all that impressed. A misfit band of space pirates discover a mysterious baby among the stars. Emma, the Bovary-like character from one of Suzuki's stories in Terminal Borner, lands herself in a bizarre romantic Pickle. Michael, I'm going to buy that fucking immediately. That sounds fascinating. Very good, Benjamin. That was some fabulous reading from a wiki. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, let's. Well, no, my mind of the year, Michael, was The Hunger of the Gods. I know we have to wrap up, but The Hunger oh, of the Gods sorry. by John Gwynn is a phenomenal alternate look at uh, Norse mythology. He kind of creates his own Norse mythology and goes off that. And this is post-Ragnarok, and now people are bringing the gods back. Was that this year? Was, yeah. That, did you read a book that was published this year? I read so many books that was published this year, Michael, and that was my winner. Oh, Benjamin, we usually kind of try to stick to books that were made about, written about four years ago and are going to be turned into films. Yeah, that's generally what we stick with, Michael, but not this time. I've read quite a few books that came out this year. Oh, very good. What else was good? 
It's a good old time. Uh, well, you've put me on the spot now, Michael, and I haven't got it up, which is a real shame. But there were lots and lots of good ones. Another good one that I read this very year yeah, was nice. the newest addition to the Stranger Time series from C.K. McDonald, Love Will Tear Us Apart, about the conspiracy theory newspaper in Manchester. That was absolutely fabulous. I read Prophet Song by Booker Prize-winning Paul Lynch, the Irish uh, apocalypse novel that won the Man Booker Prize this year fascinating thing oh really would you recommend it will I enjoy it uh, it's a bit serious but it's very good oh is there any space uh, no space ah, fuck that then. no space so you might you might not enjoy it that much but yeah there was loads of great stuff this year Michael it was a good time to be alive and reading <laughs> books um, that brings us into our most prestigious of categories ladies and gentlemen to round out the year uh, that is the good and bad egg of the year yeah yeah whose year was it was it just Chris Pratt again uh, it was it was Chris Pratt's year monetarily <laughs> it was definitely Chris Pratt's year in terms of being gradually edging himself into being the only surviving movie star how is he doing that <laughs> I don't know but basically if you put Chris Pratt in something it's a hit and if you don't put Chris Pratt in do you think Pratt it's because it, he married a Schwarzenegger I'd say that certainly helps yeah yeah uh, it's got to be that he's also the voice of Super Mario and Garfield fucking disgusting he was in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 which was great yeah I really disliked liking him in that but I did yeah yeah I mean it's, he, he had a very good year I'm not necessarily saying he is a good egg but it was definitely I don't think he is it was definitely Chris I don't. Pratt's year yeah, it was definitely his year. I have to say, Michael, it could just be my negativity bias in full swing. I couldn't think of a good egg of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has won previous good egg of the year? I don't know. Do, I don't. I think never we've remember ever the good had stuff. Good egg of the year before. Have we? I don't think have so. Oh, good. Then fuck that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's gone. Let's move into our most prestigious category: bad egg of the year. Yeah, now, Michael, yeah. for me, it was a toss-up between AI in general. <laughs> yeah, the very concept of AI. Yeah, go on. And children bombing mercenary fuckheads from Israel. Oh yeah, yeah, the old IDF. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? it it's, it's a, a hard toss-up. One. It's, I it's think hard the to children murderers. The old government of Israel. <laughs> As bad egg of the year. Now, the only Ben, my only contention against the genocide committing government of Israel for bad egg of the year is what's it got to do with pop culture? Right. You know, would you see what Uh, I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's got quite a bit. Well, hang on. Yeah, go on. Let's let's fucking get into this. I hope you heard that on the microphone. I hope you did. That was me cracking my fingers, ladies and gentlemen. This has split Hollywood asunder. It has, so yeah. pop culturally speaking, yeah, go on. the lines drawn between the children murdering fuckheads over in Israel. Yeah, yeah. I, ben, I'd and like Benjamin, I'd just like to I'd just like to point out though, just for the sake of keeping you on the straight of narrow straight and narrow, you do mean the Israeli government and the IDF. Yes, I do. Not Israelis. The, no, no, I mean the the political structure that wholesale zones in on mass displacement, eradication, and the murder of children. Yeah, yeah, useless. Useless. Absolutely fucking wrong. But rubbish. this really has fucked with entertainment, Michael. Mm. Because I have to say, any time I find out that a celebrity is in support of the Israeli government and the IDF, mm. I go, oh, fuck. Yeah, hard to like you now. 
and it, it's happened quite a bit, Michael. Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah. Signed the letter in support of uh, the US support of Israel and the IDF. The thing is, Benjamin, we do also have to recognise that what Hamas did on October 7th was an absolute fucking atrocity. Awful. And, you know, Hamas themselves probably also in the running for bad egg of the year. Bad egg of the year. But if we're going by proportionate responses to things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hamas are not currently conducting a genocide. Terrible. Not currently. Terrible bunch of lads, Hamas. Awful. Fucking bad eggs. But not currently doing a genocide. They'd love to. Oh, they, oh, I'm sure they oh, would. They'd fucking love to, Ben. They'd love to do a genocide. They just don't have the capability to do it. Unlike the government of not. Israel and the IDF. <laughs> yeah. Who fully won Who has one of the it. most advanced militaries on the planet, yeah, yeah. Michael, and can do so at will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, hard. We're in a weird position being Irish pop cultural commentators on this because, the, broadly speaking, um, more of the Americans are in support of Israel than against. Yeah. Maybe just fuck America. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to argue that this isn't at least partially America's fault. It Oh, do you mean the massive amounts of money they used to fund a foreign state and its military yeah, yeah, yeah. in the ethnic eradication of an entire yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, Benjamin... It's weird when you objectively say it yeah, out yeah, loud, it's funny, isn't, isn't it? it? It's very hard to Jonathan get Jonathan Majors, from. though, nipped in there right at the end and put in a good play, didn't he? Ah, he was a prick already, though. Yeah, but now, now <laughs> it's official. Still hard to edge out the genociders. Yeah, yeah, I think bad egg of the year <laughs> kind of has to be... The government of Israel and the IDF, doesn't it? I, I think it. I think it has I to think, be. I mean, yeah, Jonathan Majors might have got into a fight with his girlfriend, but he didn't do any. Bombing yeah, of he children. also didn't crowdfund the genocide of people from international politics. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. I suppose we're not excusing oh, what awful. he did do. Awful, awful, like. Even still, though, below Hamas. Yeah, no, 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 not Hamas. <laughs> no. So, like, Jonathan Majors, three, Hamas, two, the government of Israel and the IDF. Still one. possibly harsh to Jonathan Majors, just proportionately. <laughs> just proportionately. <laughs> the scale. <laughs> this is very hard to work on a fucking scale. <laughs> it's just not genocide. Yeah, yeah, not genocide. And to be yeah, honest, yeah, yeah. Michael, we could take a look at a lot of bad eggs. And use the tagline, it's yeah. just not genocide. Yeah, I remember we laid into Harvey Weinstein. Systematic sexual abuse over years and years and years and years. It's not yeah. genocide. Don't think he killed any kids, did he? I might have, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> congratulations to the government of Israel and the IDF on winning. Yeah, fucking knock it out of the park this year, lads. Of the year. <laughs> You're the worst fucking eggs. Ladies and gentlemen, if that hasn't put you off us entirely, <laughs> you've stuck with us this long. Thank you very much. Uh, we ben, have had a... One last thing, though, before we do go on. Go on. Hamas. Fucking shitebags. Oh, absolute shitebags. Sorry, oh, just to be clear. Fucking Lots hell. of shitebags in that situation. Yeah, but only one of them's second. doing a genocide. Yeah, easy second for worst eggs of the year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that and Russia. We don't forget about Russia. Oh, Russia gave it a good shot, didn't they? Still shite. They got upstage there in the, the <laughs> second half of the, the year, end. though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, fuck. It's right. a political podcast we do, isn't it? 
Well, we, I guess we're pivoting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, on a slightly less uh, genocidal note, yeah, um, we have had a fabulous year here at the podcast, um, and we really have gotten a lot more support than we've gotten in previous years. Um, the Discord is going very, very well. We really appreciate everyone who's been getting in touch with us uh, throughout the year and giving us ideas for episodes. Um, and it's it's the first year we can fully say. Uh, your support means the absolute fucking world to us. Um, yeah, great stuff. You've, Benjamin, you've even, really kept us going. Yeah, even as the social media is growing and, you know, the, the reach is improving, there's still a core couple of tens of listeners who reach out to us every week, week after week, and uh, give, feed us gossip and ideas and, and feedback, and they're the real beating heart of the whole thing. Yeah, and um, we will actually be putting it all under a Patreon paywall from <laughs> January 1st. It's twenty five ninety nine. Surprise, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> We're kidding. There is no Patreon. We can never make money off this. Um, but we really do appreciate oh all your help, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and to any of our new listeners who might be tuning in, um, we really appreciate you tagging along and joining us this year. Um, for what has been a fabulous year for Sherlock sure, Listen, the podcast taking a pop at culture. Mm. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, lads. We'll be back. Uh, we're taking a break for the next couple of weeks. We meant to tell you that. We'll be back on January 8th. January 9th for you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back recording January 8th. If you or anyone you know would enjoy this episode, send it to them directly or give us a review wherever you listen. If you have any ideas for things you'd like to hear discussed on this podcast, genocide or otherwise, yeah. uh, get in touch with us in a few different places. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabyug.com S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com It means tiny room in Irish. Does indeed. Uh, you can also find us on our ACAST website, listen podcast at ACAST.com. You can. Great stuff. You can. It's another little website you can take a look at us. We are on Instagram at listen podcast. Assuming, like, Mossad don't hack us. Ah, they might. <laughs> um, you'd barely be able to tell. <laughs> the, the, the difference in quality would be marginal. Yeah, yeah. Um, might give us a boost for a couple also of weeks. Find- you can also find us on TikTok at your look to the podcast. Mossad got to Ben in the middle of that sentence. <laughs> but. Yes. But. But. Yes. We are now on threads at the end of the year, so you can hop up on threads and follow us there as well. If you know how to do that or what that means. Yeah, threads is the new Instagram alternative to Twitter, and we're up there and we're set up. So you can go and have a look over there as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for a fabulous 2023. We will see you in 2024. See you in 2024, not if we see you first. Now that's unnecessarily aggressive. Thanks everybody, bye.